medical department, only two go to the bench, and we are more than a dozen. We don't train, we only recover. That's a, that's a situation. Preparation, hard work, confidence in overcoming those difficult moments. Today we're still outside Liverpool and we are going to the first part of the medical test. Welcome to this Football Medicine and Performance Podcast. I'm Dara Rooney, a doctor in Belfast, Northern Ireland, and your host for today's podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Saul Confesser. Originally from Cape Town, South Africa, Saul is a general dentist with a special interest in the area of sport dentistry, working to promote oral health amongst the sporting community. He qualified with his dental degree from King's College London Dental Institute, but has previously completed a bachelor's degree in physiology and pharmacology from Bristol University of the West of England and a master's degree in international health policy from the London School of Economics. Saul has a special interest in sports dentistry and has worked with a number of players across English league clubs as well as other sports people in order to optimise their oral health. Thanks for joining us today, Saul. My pleasure, Dara. Thanks so much for, for the kind intro and um, yeah, it's a real pleasure to be interviewed for this podcast. So thank you. No worries. Um, today we're going to discuss your experience in the growing field of sports dentistry and why this relatively unknown discipline is likely to be a mainstay of player care in the future. So just following off from intro, Saul, do you mind telling us a little bit about your journey to date and how you became interested in sport dentistry? Sure. Well, I think I probably had a bit of an atypical journey into dentistry. Um, I started off with a more general science degree in physiology, pharmacology, and always had an interest in, in public health um, as a whole, and hence the, the, the master's, which, which took me off to South Africa. I did some policy work with HIV and AIDS out there and came back and did some healthcare comms here in the UK. Um, and then I eventually moved into dentistry to, to follow the family tradition of, of, of my father. And as I was as I was working in clinics, you, you know, I started to see trends in dental health amongst patients of mine who were sports people, both you know, at an amateur and up uh, through to a professional level. And, you know, in terms of the presence of dental decay and, and tooth wear. And it got me, you know, questioning, you know, was there something here? You know, it's quite an interesting area. And as somebody myself who loves both participating in sport and watching sport as well, I began to take an interest and I started to further study this sort of slightly more niche area of sports dentistry and try to identify the, you know, the trends and the causes of these trends and you know, is all health or can it have an impact on sports people? And, you know, just as importantly, actually, with, with my public health hat on, you know, how can this be prevented on a, on a wider scale? Yeah, that's really interesting. So, and I guess that follows nicely on to our next question is, why do you think dental health is, is so important in, in footballers? And why should all elite football teams have a sport dentist? Well, I think it's important to start by saying actually dental health is important, not crucial for everybody, child, adolescents and adults in all in equal measure. Um, because we know that a deterioration in oral health um, has been shown to have quite a strong association with general health and well-being, uh, be it cardiovascular, respiratory, uh, diabetes, um, even mental health. Um, in fact, there's even been some recent interest that was well, some recent research in the last 18 months, given COVID uh, pandemic, um, showing patients with advanced gum disease and how there's a strong correlation with them having a higher um, viral uh, COVID-19 viral load 
entering the circulation through the oral cavity. So, you know, it's it's really important to, to, to put oral health as part of the wider conversation of general health. And if we're to look specifically at athletes and, of course, footballers, you know, we know from the research that exists that there is an increased risk of dental disease um, amongst this community um, in the form of tooth decay, gum disease and uh, tooth surface loss. When I say tooth surface loss, I'm talking about things like uh, erosion uh, from clenching, grinding acid. And this is in the mouth of somebody who is expected and the perception is that they are competing at the highest possible level. And, you know, every part of them is being assessed and screened. But these are issues which could be prevented, but they are being missed. And, you know, is this having an impact on them and, and how can we prevent it? So I'll just kind of give you an example. If, you know, obviously you're a, a professional football player and uh, let's say you halfway through the season, you develop a dental infection. Now, this may be in the form of a little bit of sensitivity initially. OK, it's non-problematic. Often it's cast aside as being nothing major. But out of nowhere, um, you know, these things can be unpredictable, be it on the eve of a match or a training session, whatever it may be, it can begin to develop into a toothache, jawache. Uh, players may begin to struggle to eat, to sleep, lose focus. In worst case scenarios, of course, there can be major swellings and that can lead us down the route of more um, serious issues such as cellulitis, which can really be quite threatening to a patient which means that this person is ultimately going to be either having poor performance in their training or um, competing. Uh, they may miss their training or their competition. They need emergency dental appointments. They may need to be put on a course of antibiotics, which of course can also have other implications, as well as, of course, further dental appointments for, let's say, root canal, for extractions, for dental crowns. And, you know, if you follow that journey, a player, let's say they have to have an extraction. They can't go back and, and play or compete for two or three days if it's a routine extraction. But worst case scenario, if it's, say, a more complex or a wisdom tooth extraction, you know, there have, of course, been, you know, more sort of high-profile cases over the years of these things where players are out for a week to two weeks. And if that's mid-season, you know, could these things have been anticipated or identified early before they become problematic? And, you know, as, as a dentist, you know, this is our job to identify these things and to prevent them and um, to, of course, manage them if the problems arise. But, you know, and I think it's worth saying that aside from just checking the teeth and the gum health, you know, our role is often we can identify general health conditions in patients, which ordinarily would not be picked up with a routine screening or routine health assessment, um, whatever uh, certain clubs and uh, may be doing. For example, you know, recurrent ulceration in the mouth could be a, a sign of um, certain deficiencies or we see chronic acid um, indigestion or acid reflux it starts to wear away the teeth and this could be an indicator of um, yeah like I said chronic acid indigestion which can have more serious implications on um, sort of esophagus and, and, and GI tract and so you know it's all part of the wider picture and if if clubs are using a dentist say you know more regularly to identify and screen their players these issues can can in theory be prevented um i think it's probably worth noting that you know a lot of clubs do already work with dentists and, and dental practices many clubs already do pre-season screening which is excellent um of course a screening you know you're not doing a thorough checkup 
So, you know, often screening is used for research purposes, which is, hopefully, I'm sure we'll touch on later. Um, and often some clubs, you know, the onus is on the players themselves to check these things. But if it's not being done, then problems can be missed. And there already exist guidelines. Um, so Public Health England, for example, have some guidelines called Delivering Better Oral Health. And that's pretty clear guidelines on, you know, how to brush and floss and, and fluoride uh, concentrations. But very crucially, it includes what we call like a recall interval. So recommendations as to people who may be fit into low, medium or high risk categories on how often they should be attending the dentist. And this isn't to attend for a dental screening. This is to attend for a dentist, a dental checkup. And if a footballer in this instance um, is deemed to be higher risk because there are there's evidence of problems, then they should be having a dental checkup two, maybe three times a year. So in summary, you know, it is really important that clubs do take the dental aspect on board as part of the wider health assessment and screening and management of their players and work with dentists. Um, so players are going to a dental practice, not just for the screening on a regular basis. That's really interesting. So and I guess many of us probably haven't realized how important dental health actually is for performance. Do, do you think that the COVID-19 pandemic has has escalated, you know, the potential issue that have been caused by pearl oral health? Without a doubt. I mean, in the last 18 months, or we're two years down the line now, really. I mean, I've definitely seen a deterioration in patients' um, general dental health. For me, the main, the two main things are gum health has deteriorated. And I, I mean, my uh, point of view is, you know, patients' routines have changed um, largely in that first year where it was very turbulent and, and uh, people weren't attending for their regular dentists. Um, you know, maybe clubs weren't having their routine screening, which they were already having. Uh, routines have kind of gone out the window of, um, you know, the at-home maintenance. Uh, so without a doubt, the gum health has deteriorated. And that's across the board, actually, um, for, you know, demographics and, and age. But the one which I found particularly interesting is um, stress-induced parafunction. So essentially clenching and grinding. And I've, you know, this often presents for patients in the form of a chipped filling, a fractured filling, a fractured tooth, um, maybe needing a basic filling. Um, not uncommon to actually need an extraction because, you know, they've been clenching and grinding so hard that they've cracked a tooth in half and actually it's unrestorable. But also presenting with um, TMJ issues. so jaw ache, headaches, chronic jaw ache and headaches. And, you know, it's almost been an exponential increase in the number of patients I'm seeing and making mouth guards for them to help protect the teeth and manage the TMJ. And, you know, as, as I always say to patients, and of course, I think it's important to realise that footballers are performing under incredible stress and pressure um, continuously. And, you know, they even even when you're say doing weights or exercise, you know, high strain uh, exercise, you know, you're already clenching and potentially grinding the teeth. So there is still risk of tooth wear and jaw aches and problems there, aside from all the other stresses which come with it. So it's I often say to patients, you know, it's, it's important to to realize there is there is a person attached to the mouth. You know, we're not just treating the teeth. We are treating the individual because you know, they have jobs, they have professions, they are competing day in, day out. They, 
you know, competing for places in competitions, whatever it may be, they have lives, they have families. And then of course the pandemic is this extra layer of pressure on top of everybody. Um, and it's quite worrying to see how that's, you know, been very, very obvious. And, you know, we hope that as things slowly will begin to return to normal, that that side of things will start to become more manageable for patients. But I think it's very important not to dismiss the impact that COVID-19 um, has had on dental health as a whole. Yeah, it's wonderfully interesting. I suppose it seems that the, the implications of poor oral health are yet to be fully appreciated in Leaf football and COVID has probably highlighted them even further. Kind of going on from that, you're, you're currently conducting research which, which looks to determine the oral health status of academy players in England and explore their perceptions of the relationship between their oral health and sporting performance. Can you tell the listeners a bit more about this and, and why this research is so important going forward? Sure. I mean, so there's been, you know, quite a bit of research done in general, um, the last, I'll say, 10, 15 years, and, um, you know, 2012 Olympics, 2016 in uh, Rio, looking at elite athletes and um, the presence of dental disease. And, you know, it's worse, if not the same, if not worse than um, the average adult um, and then in, in 2016, there was very interesting uh, research done by uh, Prof Needleman through the Eastman Dental Institute, looking at first um, well, senior squad players uh, from the Premier League down the way through to, to League One. And it showed that, you know, their oral health in general was, was poor. Um, you know, over a third of the players uh, screened had dental decay. Over half had some form of dental erosion, um, you know, and almost sort of 30 to 40 percent. Um, perceive their dental health to be detriment to their general health. Um, and so this was looking at senior squad players. And I, you know, with, I do a lot of work with uh, child dental health as well. And, and got me thinking, well, you know, we need to look at the, the younger generation of, of football players. And I've decided, you know, working with a colleague, we're doing some research looking at 16 to 18 year olds, so academy players, to screen their dental health. And um, also sort of take this research and further it in that population, because these are, you know, players who are the, the next generation of uh, club players, of national players. And, you know, we want to be able to identify if there are problems and we want to be able to prevent the problems and we want to be able to instill healthy practices and healthy routines um, from an early age so that we can prevent there being major issues down the line. And I think you know, it's it's it will be interesting to to see um, what the the figures show, and you know we hope that it will be able to you know produce some some recommendations afterwards that we can then go back to clubs and um, you know different governing bodies, for example, and say you know this is the trends and this is the status of the oral health of um, young academy players. You know something needs to be done to intervene uh, to prevent the problems from from developing. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm sure most of our listeners will look forward to seeing that come out in the near future. That's really interesting. So, and, and what can clubs do going forward to ensure that their players have optimal oral health? And I guess, what does the future hold for sport dentistry? Well, I think um, to answer that the second part first, I think the, you know, sports dentistry for me, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating area. Um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, hopefully going to sort of change perceptions of uh, dentistry um, and, you know, get it to be included as part of the overall health assessment of footballers and, and professional athletes across the board, to be honest, you know, 
um, it's been in my eyes for too long sort of dentistry has almost been siloed and um, there's been a real disconnect I guess between sort of dentistry and, and medical and we want to try and you know take a more holistic approach to to healthcare and that includes you know in, in seeing how it all um, connects and works together and you know I'd love to eventually see some kind of guidance coming out developed specifically for sports people um, like I referenced before there's already guidelines for general population but you know I'd like to see some kind of guidance for sports people on prevention and management of dental health um, and you know be this through sort of sporting governing bodies and collaboration with dental institutes to come up with some guidance on that in terms of um, oral health sort of you know toolkits and and recommendations well so I do, for example, a lot of uh, lectures with uh, sports clubs and, and football clubs for academy players and, and um, sort of through the, the different levels. And of course, it's all been online more recently. But, you know, just education is absolutely key. And, and it's not just for the players. Of course, there are, you know, there's the team physios, the science, sports scientists, the medics, the whole, the wider team to understand and appreciate the importance of it. Because, you know, I think you call it like sort of the one percenters, you know, if it's we only want to make we need to make a very small difference and if that very small difference can can help improve a player's general health and well-being then of course that's going to be beneficial of course there's on top of the education i know some clubs like to put together say packs you know just from a practical point of view say you know whether it be toothbrushes toothpaste mouthwash uh, dental floss all these things which should be part of sort of the day-to-day -day, um care of one's mouth um, and then, of course, there's diet advice, and you know many clubs have their dietitians and the nutritionists providing advice. But you know, do do young academy players get the same level of um, support as maybe a first team, um, or as they're coming into the academies? You know, so just be a sort of infographics and educational materials for them. And then, sort of the next level down in terms of what, what clubs can do on a, on a slightly scale is. You know, introduce pre-screening, um, you know, programs um, every single season, uh, you know, forming an affiliation or a, a relationship with a local dentist or dental practice. So, you know, players can be signposted quite easily if there is a problem and, um, and the support network is there to prevent. And I guess sort of, you know, coming back and to, to our, the research which we're trying to do, hopefully this will come out and, and produce some, you know, recommendations as to other things which which clubs can do so of course you know if anybody wishes to be involved in, in the research then i know you'll you obviously share the details afterwards but um yeah there's lots of lots of easy things which we can do which clubs can in, in implement um from a preventative point of view yes yeah, so it seems that there's there's plenty of clubs can do at the moment but also a lot of room for more standardized recommendations would you say that's right yeah um and uh, absolutely and, and sometimes it's just small differences you know for example just you know making you know uh, dental health um you know products for example available to, to to players um in the club for example after training um or just like the education stuff like we said but i think then you have the other side and like you know with my public health hat on this is how i sort of approaching it you know there's a I guess a, a duty of care for clubs, um, particularly for the younger academy players who are, you know, in their you know, the premises and being looked after by them on a regular basis, to sort of roll out this sort of information and um, and of course from a, a higher level from you know different authorities across the the leagues and, and the clubs and 
national bodies um, to help and, and support clubs with all this information. Well, thank you very much. That, that was very interesting. And thank you very much for joining us today. That really was a, a fascinating insight into the developments of sport dentistry within football. And certainly, especially to, to keep our eyes on um, one that will no doubt be common practice within elite football in the near future. So for our listeners, make sure that you keep an eye out for the next release of the FMPA editorial, which will feature Saul's article, which focuses on maintaining elite sporting performance by preventing dental disease at the academy level. And as Saul mentioned, if this dental screening is of interest to your club, please get in contact with Saul via his email, which we will attach on release of this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the FMPA on our Spotify and SoundCloud accounts, where you can listen to all of our podcasts. Alternatively, our podcasts are also available, available free via the podcast section on the FMPA website. You've been listening to the Football Medicine and Performance Podcast. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.